Hi, welcome back to episode 3 of the Be Healed series. So today, we're going to look at something very interesting, which is the whole person perspective. So at the start, in episode 1, I talked about how a lot of things, right, you know, in, in our body, in our world, it's all very intrinsically linked. And never more so than in the Catholic Church, actually. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church in uh, 830, it says that Catholic theology sees all reality, including those broken and fragmented by sin within a broader reality of wholeness. So how we feel emotionally, our mental capacity, our physical well-being is all linked. And that's what we mean by the whole person perspective. John Paul, II, John Paul II says that we are created for love and out of love, and that our lives are senseless without love. That is definitely the case because we realize that when we do not have love in our hearts, that's when, you know, we start to feel pain, we start to feel isolation, we start to feel abandonment. So the primary root of our suffering and a lot of our sickness is separation from God. There's some unresolved knot in our hearts that we are unable to fully address. And that's because maybe we don't feel worthy of healing. Maybe we haven't asked him for healing. Right? And that leads to disease and disintegration. And sometimes it's really difficult. I think sometimes when we look at healing, we also think of it in a very fragmented way. Where we think that the body is the, you know, it's kind of disconnected from the mind so when in actual fact we look at everything as one whole person we don't just love the mind we don't just take care of the mind and then we only take care of the body we need to take care of the soul we need to take care of all three and sometimes you do realize also like you know let's say you're going through an emotional roller coaster or someone just said something to you and you feel this pain in your gut you can't explain why it's right there and the thoughts are like really heavy in your head they're all linked Sometimes when I can also identify, I think, going through like spiritual darkness, you just feel listless. You feel like some things just don't make sense anymore. The things that used to give you joy don't give you joy anymore. And you just feel like you know, you've just lost your appetite for life. And sometimes it's like that. It is because we are full people. We are whole persons. That's why we're facing some of these, these issues. So that also leads me, I think, to another related topic, which is the tree, the tree and its fruit. So Bob, or actually Bob kind of borrowed from Father Mark, right? Mark, Mark Toops, Toops, T-O-U-P-S, sorry. A very interesting analogy where he actually views as all of our sins as apples, right? Apples, supposing our sins are apples. So when we go for confession, we're just bringing the same apples right over and over again, and then we're receiving... Uh, the sacrament of reconciliation, the Lord is giving us, you know, his forgiveness. So every time we go for the confession, we actually also realize that we bring the same apples, right? Unless maybe today we got one new big green apple or something, new variety or something. But other than that, it's always the same apples that we bring to confession. So we're confessing the same things over and over again. But Father Mark says that this is actually symptomatic of a deeper soul disease, the tree. So he actually asked people, Right, so if all of the apples are the problem, like what is the solution to get rid of the apples? So some people will say, oh, I just got to keep taking the apples off, right? right? Until there are no more apples on the tree. 
but then someone else is going to say hey but the tree you know it's going to bear more fruit right apples will keep coming out wherever you pluck them off that's how trees usually work right so what is the long-term solution and someone says you got to uproot the whole tree you got to uproot the whole tree so you got to look at the roots the roots are probably dead you got to uproot the whole tree so that it doesn't cause these red apples to come about anymore and that made me think about like what sort of healing we really desire do we desire that kind of superficial healing we say ah yeah yeah like okay lah that i i bring my apples go to conversion then after that the apples go back again doesn't it seem frustrating it doesn't seem like most of our live experience every time we try and get rid of all the apples more of more apples go back and they're the same kind of and then we say to the Lord and pray, Lord, why am I struggling with this over and over again? Just because we haven't asked Him for the deep healing. The deep healing is to say, Lord, help me to uproot this entire tree. Let me go to the source of my desire. Let me go to the source of my pain and my woundedness and help me to work on that. If not, we're going to do very, very kind of like cosmetic things. Like, ah, yeah. Okay, la. I, I take my, my apple, I go to the confession. In the end, the apple is going to come back. If I really don't want the apples to come back in the future, I have to uproot the tree. And that is painful because we're used to the tree, right? That's the tree that we're familiar with. And that's actually not the tree that, you know, is actually good for us. Huh? So what is the tree that's good for us? I'm going to talk about two trees. Number one, the tree of life. It's a metaphor for our communion with Christ, right? And in it, we have an abiding relationship with him. And he is the source of our healing. He bears the fruit of the spirit. So there are three types of fruits on this tree, right, or three types of ideas. Number one, purity, which is the fruit of love. Maturity, which is the growth in love. And security, which is the feeling of being rooted and grounded in love. So that is what we're aspiring for, right? But unfortunately, where we're picking things off is the tree of knowledge of good and evil, basically. Our brethren, Adam and Eve, Right, they felt tempted. They were like, I don't know why he's not why he's asking us not to go and you know look at this tree, but for good reason, for good reason because it's basically like a Pandora's box, right? It is unleashing all of this original sin under the human race. And interestingly, the tree of knowledge and good and evil represents the fact that God's covenant to us, God has always been faithful to us. God has always wanted like good things for us, but we broke that covenant, and it's broken in our hearts too as well. That's why whenever we have a daily decision, it's an internal battle between flesh and the spirit. Flesh is like self-sufficiency, totally know what I'm doing, totally can do things on my own. Remember self-reliance in episode two? Whereas the spirit is talking about abiding in Christ and just letting the Lord work through you. So what does that mean? right? What does that mean of this daily internal battle? When we feel we are self-sufficient, we close our hearts to God in specific areas of our life. Sometimes it's not intentional or malicious, but it's just a form of survival and self-protection because we say, Lord, you can't touch this part of my life. Lord, you can't touch this wound. It's too tender. I can't, I can't go there. We tell him, I can't go there. And someone asks you something that you're uncomfortable, you say, I can't go there. I don't want to talk about it. It's the same with the Lord. We're just like, Lord, I don't think I want to go there. Lord, I don't want to talk about it. But because of that, we are handicapped in our ability to feel secure and to give and receive love. Because we don't want the Lord to enter into these very raw areas. Sometimes they're raw. Even after many years, they are still raw. You touch it and you're like, ah, pain. You know, like it's a large gash. 
you put bandages over it, but you've never really fully healed it. And that's because we close ourselves off self-protection. Our gut feeling is like, hey, yeah, I've been hurt before, man. I better make sure that nobody can come in anymore. I want to self-protect. I want to self-preserve. But self-protection and self-reliance, all of these strategies, eventually become what St. Paul refers to as fortresses. So what are these fortresses? If we are not careful, they become spiritual and psychological strongholds. Right? They are built invisibly in our minds and hearts, and they protect us from harm. So seemingly, they seem like a good thing, right? because they're protecting us from the outside world, protecting us from pain and suffering. But what kind of life is that? What kind of a life is a life without tears and, you know, and the highs and the lows? So just wanted to end this episode by talking about the footholds and the strongholds. So what's the difference between the foothold and the stronghold? The foothold is our small human reactions to hurt. So someone hurts us. Someone says something that hurts our feelings. If someone, you know, doesn't show care and concern for us, it's a small minor transgression. But it's a foothold, right? So think of it as this example. A robber comes to your house. He wants to rob the house. He puts his foot through the door. That's the foothold, right? He's already put his foot there, right? So he's gaining a foothold. He's gaining some ground. Our decision and the thing that we can actively choose now is either we shut the door and push that foot out and don't let him in, or we let him force his way. And when we let him force his way in, that's when the foothold becomes a stronghold. Because he's going to come in, he's going to tie us up, bind us, and he's going to ransack the place. And that's exactly how the evil one works. Once we put up a foothold, and if we... Do not pray for God's grace and strength and fortitude. We can't do it on our own, by the way. right? We can't, we can't resist the enemy on our own. We have to pray to the Lord for fortitude and strength and grace. If we don't do that, he's going to come in. He's going to form a stronghold. He's going to form a stronghold and that is going to be stronger than God's will. So when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, how many strongholds do I have? Wow, like a lot of things that just be were minor footholds, you realize that it becomes your default mechanism or your default way of dealing with hurt, your, your default way of dealing with you know, people who hurt you. You always have a default setting and you just kind of like gravitate default, go back to that default setting. Why? Because it's become a stronghold, it's become second nature. So I think the invitation and what I'm trying to direct us to is that healing is about identifying the footholds and the strongholds and not letting the strongholds take over our life. In order for us to achieve deep healing, we need to identify why we actually have a tendency to create these footholds and strongholds. What is it about our, our fears right? that is so much greater than what he has built for us? It's our fear talking, it's our insecurity talking. I just invite you to think about like at this point in your life, what are these footholds? What are these strongholds that are preventing you from going deeper into this healing journey? Thank you, God bless, and I will see you in the next episode.